My name is Melanie Pitsey, CEO of the GPA. And I'm Tara O'Sullivan, CMO at Amidas. As you'll be aware, there are so many talented, driven and hardworking individuals within the payroll industry from all around the world. We wanted to give these individuals the opportunity to share their journey, expertise and experiences with you. So what better way to do this than through the Humans of Payroll podcast? Thank you for joining us for the second episode of Humans of Payroll. Obviously, I'm joined by Tara. Tara, would you like to say hi to everyone? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the second episode. And we have uh, the lovely Ricardo joining us today. So, Ricardo, I've known you for a good few years, and I still don't know how to pronounce your surname correctly. Sorry. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it's it's all right. Uh, I think um, that last name is, is, uh, yeah, it's difficult to pronounce, but it's just Rekop. Mm-hmm. The, so, H, the H makes the E a bit longer. Okay, very good. And then he pronounced it as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> and where, where is that? Where is that? Well, you know, where does that name come from? It's German. It's oh, from it's German. northern, northern uh, Germany, yes, near uh, Hanover. And you're in Berlin at the moment. Is that where you are? Where you come from? I'm based in Berlin, yes, yes. Okay. I lived in, in the UK for many years, but I've been between Germany and, and the UK. So, Ricardo, can you tell everyone a, a little bit about yourself and, you know, who you are, where you come from and um, sort of your payroll experience? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm originally from Guatemala, so Central America, uh, and I grew up in lots of different countries. And one of the main ones was um, the US. So I was in Los Angeles for quite some time. Uh, I lived in Italy, in uh, Israel, in um, in Spain, um, in the UK, Germany, and the list keeps going. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've been in payroll for uh, over, I would say, over 20 years, about 25 years, more or less. Um, I started in, in the US, and um, uh, yeah, it was very exciting for me because it was something that I found that I really got completely into it. Um, and um, the best part of it was that I got to uh, get a certification in the US for US payroll. But after that, I thought, oh, I would like to do a bit more. <laughs> so I wanted to go into more uh, international uh, where I am today. So I'm, uh, I'm based out of Berlin and I'm working for a company called Delivery Hero. Uh, is an e-commerce, Q-commerce, new trend uh, in the market. Uh, we are in 45-plus um, countries and growing with about 85 payrolls. And my goals at Deliver Hero are to implement the technology so that systems can talk to each other, as well as uh, working with the local teams to, to have a unified uh, global payroll. That's a really interesting balance, though, between delivering the local while also making sure that those 85 payrolls are consolidated for uh, finance or HR or whatever it is. Exactly, exactly. And it's, uh, that's the, the main thought of it, so that everything is standardized and people get familiar with the reporting, with the outputs, with inputs, and uh, utilizing the technology that, that, that a lot of businesses have to offer, using them to its full potential. And I think, like when we've spoken before, you, you've um, spoken about the importance of payroll, but also connecting 
all the other departments so that they know what payroll's up to. I feel, I feel like you've been quite passionate about that or you are passionate about that. Yes, absolutely. This is part of uh, being in payroll. My passion is uh, people, not only uh, the service, the services that we are providing to employees, but also man- maintaining that harmony between finance and HR and making sure that we promote payroll among everybody, that it is um, an important part of the business. So looking at your CV, Ricardo, it looks like you've been in payroll since the very start. And a lot of people fall into payroll and they don't really kind of, as an eight-year-old, go, I want to be in payroll. So tell us how you got into payroll so early in your career. And I basically, like anybody else, I I believe I, I I fall into payroll and not something that I decided to do. So um, with that, I, I, I started working in Los Angeles at, um, at a job that I had. I started doing da- data entry for um, the visiting nurses of Los Angeles. And the managing director, um, he always asked me, what is it that you want to do? And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. But I would like to try, you know, at the moment, I'm happy doing data entry because I was learning a lot about uh, doctor's notes and nurse's notes and what's going on with the patients. Uh, but uh, later on, he said, why don't you try uh, human resources? So he placed me in human resources and I tried it. And I was like, oh, that is too political for me. <laughs> and uh, obviously now I work very closely with human resources. But it was good to have that, that experience. But then I move on into, um, he actually said, we have a position in payroll. Would you want to try that? And I said, sure, I'll try it. So he placed me into, into payroll. It was 5,000 employees that you have to add up the time cards manually by hand, then add them up into the adding machine, and then utilize the, the, the internal system, in-house system, to put this information in. And it was shift differentials, on-calls, because they are all nurses, hours here, I was there, night, night shifts. So it was really interesting, and I, I, that's how I actually got into it. Thereafter, I, I applied to uh, have my uh, certification in the U.S., and I went through the first one, and I got certified, and I continue with that, which led me to work at a payroll organization, a CP, um, CP, CPE, um, like a PO organization, CPEHR in Los Angeles, um, and I then, yeah, worked, I started doing all the different payrolls for multi-estate, which is kind of like being in Europe doing multinational payrolls. How did you then move out of the, the US? And I, I'm assuming, so I don't, I don't think I've actually asked you, I'm assuming you speak many different languages, or I may be. I do, correct? I do, I do today. So it's about six, more or less. Um, wow. Yes, but it's something that I really, really liked. And I think that working in multinational payroll, it also uh, is part of my passion. It's been with with people uh, learning the different cultural differences, as we do have. And with that is the different languages. Um, And some of them are very easy and some other ones are very difficult, like German, for example. (laughs) I've been studying German for the longest time and it's still, I mean, I can have a conversation, but it's still kind of uh, difficult to to express myself in German. Uh, But uh, with that also, uh, people are 
I don't know, it's a, it's a big thing for me and difficult part of COVID times because that socializing doesn't, is not there face to face. But um, obviously we can have Zoom, we can have some other ways of communication, but it's, it's not exactly the same. So, sorry, um, I'll sort of skip to the questions around a little bit. So how did you end up leaving the US and then coming to Europe? Or was that the next step? Ah, yes. So, uh, so then from, yes, it was because I worked, um, so I worked for uh, this uh, organization, Process and Payroll, and I was doing um, mainly only the US. But I wanted to, 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 I heard about multinational payroll. So I thought, oh, this would be great to, to, um, to experience as well. And I had that in my list of things to do. And um, with that also, I decided, okay, it's time to move. So I move away from the US. So I had to uh, sell everything and leave everything behind to pursue this new adventure. And with that, alongside, I met my partner, um, uh, who I'm with today. And uh, uh, when I got to, well, I, got, I came to Germany first. And then here it was more in terms of having a career in payroll, in German payroll. And okay. to start with, I needed to study German and then learn a bit of the legislation that, that came later. But um, an opportunity came to go to the UK, which I thought, oh, I like the idea to, of going to the UK as well. And uh, so we went there and my partner got a job there as well. And um, I started looking for a job in international payroll. I didn't, I was not looking at anything else. Um, and I came across a company um, that they were forming their business just at the beginning of it. And I met the person who was driving the, the whole um, uh, creation of this business in the UK. And, and I, I got an interview with, with her and I, um, she happened to be from the, from the US. So she was like, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. And, uh, uh, and we just basically kicked off from there. So I, I helped build it up. We hired new people. Um, and uh, mainly it was about driving uh, multinational payrolls. Towards the second year, I had about 30 countries at hand. And I had the, the, what we call the challenging <laughs> um, clients. So with that, I was able to manage uh, international and I got more into it. So I got to, uh, and the way of learning was more as, as it goes. So it was more about going into the social security websites where I understood the language, where I didn't then find a way to, to have those in English and, um, and learn from there and practice it. And then you went uh, to Salergo where you became, so, so basically you became like an account manager on the side of the global payroll provider, which is incredible because you obviously understand the pain that the customers have. And how was that? that there must have been very different. Yes, indeed. And that's how, that's how I established that um, the learning was from Celergo. And then... After that, I move on to Avid uh, Technology, which it was based out of uh, Pinewood Studios. 
<laughs> it was it was a nightmare to get from Wimbledon to <laughs> to Penguin Studios, but it was an adventure because it was very nice. But the funny part is, uh, oh, so this was the set, right? So I arrived. So there is uh, in um, Oxford. Oxford Oxbridge, I think, Oxbridge uh, Station, uh, um, a shuttle will pick you up. So they pick you up, they take you into the, into, the, um, into the studios. And then once you start walking into the studios, you start seeing people dressed as vampires, uh, era, uh, like some sort of middle, uh, uh, I don't know, medieval dresses. And so you are going into this funny, funny, funny way until you get to your office, right? Uh, and so I got into the office and, and people were very nice there too. And Avid was a really good experience as well because they wanted to build that payroll experience as well. So making sure that people knew about payroll, making sure that we obviously people get paid properly and accurately and on time uh, by utilizing different systems. So with that, it was such a great experience. It was so good that... Um, I, I had the experience with Celergo, which it was the part of the provider. And then from there on, I was uh, experiencing what I see as a client. And then putting the two together and helping other providers in discussions on to what is best for, um, to drive success on the client side as well. So it, it, it's been a great experience. So, yes. <laughs> So as you, I, I think you can tell from you talking about your past experiences, you're, you're very passionate about your job. What would you say that you, you love most about, about your job or about payroll? Definitely, I'm very passionate about it. And I love the fact that um, it's about working with people. Uh, definitely looking uh, one part is uh, your stakeholders. So people that you work closely with. And the other one is uh, uh, making sure that you, you have a good customer support, good um, results in terms of uh, paying people because that's so sensitive, it's important, uh, and it is um, part of the employee experience as well. Uh, and that's where my passion comes into, but also, also as I mentioned, the, uh, being uh, part of the uh, immersion into different cultures. Uh, being able to understand how you you may be able to uh, interact with people, uh, depending on which country you are or which region region you are. I mean, is uh, that's uh, very uh, very important to me, and it's uh, it, it's easily covered when you are in payroll. I think. Sorry, I was. I'm sorry. I think people underestimate the culture side, don't they? Because I think if you don't understand different people's cultures, you can have a disagreements without meaning to can't you it can turn into a negative thing where it where actually potentially you've got different cultures in a room and it's not meant to be that way it's just that people don't understand how different culture cultures work I think that's one thing I've learned through the GPA that sometimes I have to take a step back and just think it's a cultural thing but then I also need to be aware of it as well yeah and also we've, we've got uh personalities right so we have like very strong personalities we have followers we have uh, funny ones i mean it's completely broad in terms of those uh each personality that you that you get to meet and how you can interact and 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 at times it may be that personality that brings something else in you that um 
uh, either for the better or to be frustrated. It could be either way, but it's uh, is to drive it forward all the time because that is what it gives you as well oneself um, uh, that change of mentality, that change of behavior when you are with um, other people. And I presume um, you love to travel, so. Is this difficult? Is, is COVID, you know, given your languages and the amount of traveling you've already done from a career perspective, is that difficult? It is difficult, although I'm, I'm getting kind of, kind of used to it. But uh, because this is the first time ever that I am settled in one location and I'm talking about being at home all the time and making the best possible way to... Uh, to go for walks or to do anything outdoors as well, a little bit as possible in, in, in what is um, determined by, by the law that is, you know, changing things around uh, today. But traveling has been one of the items that I really, really enjoy. And, uh, and that makes it even, um, it's, a, it's like a learning process when you go into another country and you get to learn or interact with them or speak their own language or um, uh, see, see sites that um, they are in completely different to, to, to where you are, right? Yeah. And uh, I love that. I really do. And the food, I mean, I mean, I love food. So it's yes. like trying different recipes from other countries is just uh, is really nice. And then picking, the, picking them up so that you can bring them home and, and uh, make them yourself. Exactly. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> so we can see the Peloton in the background. Is, it, is that the, the other thing that, that's getting you through COVID? Absolutely. That's what I do um, every day. And if not every other day, but I am dedicated to, to do it because it's about peace of mind uh, at home. And I think it is uh, having a healthy mental um, uh, um, at this moment in time is very, very important. So cycling is one of them and being indoors with a peloton, I think that, that helps a lot. I also do yoga and also um, listen to music and read a lot. Uh, but definitely cycling on the Peloton is, uh, is amazing because you don't have to go anywhere else. You're still at your own bubble and yeah, it, it works quite well. So the books that you read, what, what language are they in? Uh, oh, good yeah. Good question. Between uh, Italian, uh, Spanish uh, and English. I feel like I need to get a new life. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can barely speak English. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> when you think about you've obviously learned a huge amount through your through the career and you've you've really been um influenced by lots of different people obviously and helped along the way. What is the big kind of focus area for you around resourcing up when when obviously payroll's changing all the time, legislation, all that kind of stuff. From your perspective, your own personal thing, how is it you say you read a lot, how do you kind of upscale on what resources that do you have that are interesting? Yes. Uh, one of the, the, the main things is that with the pen upon is also the provider that we're working with. So that'll be one of the main resources to provide that feedback into uh, the changes that are happening, especially now through COVID that we have changes every two, three months. 
uh, and we need to be up to date because we need to be fulfilling that requirement and legislation and depending on the country that we're in or that we're working with. Uh, so having that support is very, very important. Uh, also uh, having multinational um, uh, resources in-house and, and that'll be a, a team that can support uh, different payrolls that they have the ins and outs of um, not only one country, but also multiple countries, because that gives uh, a bit more of information. If you do one country, you can do some other countries. And that gives you a little more uh, insight as to what's going on, because you, you need to be interested, right, into going into, okay, what's going on in Germany, what's going on in Italy, Spain, the UK, um, or any country around Asia Pacific or LATAM that will, um, that are impacted by these changes that are happening, especially now. Typically we get those changes on a yearly basis, right? So it is uh, important that, that we do keep, we maintain that knowledge and that we keep up with those changes as well. But it's all about the people and it's all about having that support from, um, from our payroll provider. It's really interesting because um, I've only been working um, in Amidas, so in global payroll for six months, I've, I've never worked in it before. And, you know, there is a perception that there's this, you know, there's this kind of back room where, where global payroll happens and it's all very like people don't want to be out in front. They don't talk to people. But actually through these um, podcasts, you just get a sense of how how central um, the communicate your communication ability and your client almost client service stance is so important um to getting the job done properly right yes exactly absolutely i see um at the moment uh everything that we're doing across different um well across different departments is uh, we don't have that one-to-one face-to-face uh it, it has to be done over all sorts of ways of communicating uh, Zoom, uh, or you got WhatsApp, or you got Slack, or you got all so many different ways. Uh, that I, I have lots of different different icons in my laptop, so that I know exactly where to go when I'm reaching out to someone, depending where they are at in in the globe. But um, yeah, that's important. The communication, and and you can see more people coming forward to to be able to talk to other people because you have to be more proactive at uh, delivering messages or uh, change management in general. So are you finding it easy to switch off? Because obviously with all this technology and people, and also you run a global payroll, are you switching off at the end of the day or do you feel like you're working longer hours? Um, it definitely working uh, long, longer hours. Um, especially I'm working at this moment with uh, LATAM and uh, we have a lot of... Uh, uh, data that we need to go through and we have a lot of conversations about the type of data that, that, that we have and how we keep it and um, uh, how we can make it better as well, how we can improve and streamline it. Uh, so sometimes I'm uh, with Argentina or Panama until uh, 11 p.m. having conversations on, on, on this subject. Uh, but yes, I mean, I try to disconnect. Weekends, uh, I maybe work one hour or two because I see the need that, um, or I feel that I that I that I would like to provide a bit more uh, and support the the team. 
but it's not that I that I have to. But then I do my hour or two hours during the weekend, and then I'm free to go cycling or uh, maybe I, I got into baking lately as well, which is <laughs> something that I never thought I could do. Uh, so, what's your big recipe? What's your go-to recipe? Oh my lord! The other day I made um, I made a banana banana bread, and it had a carrots and he had and then also calls for apples so it was a whole mix in the end it came out really really nice and I have these friends that are near from from where I live and uh, I I cut I cut it in half and I but I, I didn't want to eat the whole thing so I cut it in half and I delivered it to them <laughs> and they said they ate it that one night in one sit so I I, I guess it was good <laughs> it worked show. Uh, yes yeah, I've yeah. started to make carrot cake, but I don't I don't cut it up half and give it to a neighbor. I just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of, one of the things, and it's, I always think it's a bit cringy asking this question, but how do you think that we can promote payroll or make payroll sexy? Um, how, how can we do that? Well, it's really, it's tough because as we know, uh, payroll may not, be sexy right but I think it has to do um, the way we can change things around is about the passion and the commitment that we have once we are in payroll if we like it then we continue to promote it we work with people in the end so that makes it sexy but um, if we don't like it if we just happen to fall into payroll and then we definitely know that we don't like it then I think at that moment we should definitely find something else uh, because it's not going to become sexier after that. Um, but basically, it is about the passion and, and how you deal with with the actions that you that you your uh, responsibility as a payroll professional to ensure that you keep up to uh, up to date with all the regulations, up to date with uh, everything that is happening, any trends that are coming along the way, and um, and how you communicate those to your um, audiences because that's important as well it's, it's good that we come across as we are payroll professionals and we are sharing everything that we know with everybody else so that they do also have an understanding as to what payroll is um, how do you think how do you think we can make pay, payroll sexy oh, i don't know well you know i <clears throat> i suppose my thing is that i think everybody gets paid right mm -hmm. so it, it is the most kind of under you know, talked about, invested in element of, of the back office, like HR, finance have all had their ta-da done. Whereas I actually think given the payroll is often 60 to 70% of the cost of the business, you know, there's a lot of people who are still doing it in a very, very manual process way. Um, so I think through technology, you can make it really sexy. And then the analytics you can pull from that technology, I think could be amazing and could really make payroll stand apart and to be able to give the business that data that they need. That's what I think could be really interesting. And then using that data to figure out gender equality, um, ethnic pay equity, all that kind of stuff I think would be, is really interesting where they could go. Do you, do you think there's also responsibility for um, the payroll industry to promote it better? So, like, you know, sometimes when you, um, and I don't know if this is a bit of a controversial thing to say, but, you know, when you see things on uh, LinkedIn or 
you know, some of the comments or whatever. And it's good that people are on LinkedIn. I think payroll people need to be talking more. They need to be promoting themselves more. But I think also, you know, one of the things I hate about um, National Payroll Week in the UK is that they have loads of cakes and payroll is nothing to do with cakes. And, and for years and years and years, all they've done is National Payroll Week. Is that is so true. And cupcakes and everywhere. And that's, yeah. So, yeah. that's so weird. It's such a weird thing to do because actually payroll is far from, from that type of <laughs> scenario. And um, I've had, I was in Sweden and um, we, it came up National Payroll Week and they just went to, they said to me, why do you always have cakes for National Payroll Week? And I was like, oh my God, this is like... So it's just—it's also the responsibility of I think us as an industry of how we promote ourselves, mm-hmm. and and people talking more. You know, twenty years ago, I don't think the payroll professional is as as dynamic as what it is now because it's so so far more you know Absolutely. dynamic and Absolutely. professional and the data and everything. Yep. Else. I feel and like certification and all yeah. that stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's it's really is like I just think there's so much more we should be talking about. We and should not be promoting cakes on LinkedIn. <laughs> no, and it's um, it's such a complex matter in, that we deal in payroll um, in any country, in any country. Yes, there are some easier than other ones, but I think that's what we need to promote. That's what we need to be talking to people. Um, I know that about um, the 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 payroll week which is typically in September I think yeah. um, it's around my birthday <laughs> so it's two celebrations uh, but <laughs> two cakes <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly two cakes uh, but the thing is um, my team my former team in in India when I was working at Groupon uh, they they always asked me and said can we celebrate this and I said absolutely let's do it the way they did it was by promoting and sending messages to people in terms of questions on payroll. Do you know that in India, this is how we pay people, for example? And, uh, or in the Netherlands, you know, some people that are living close to the border, they get 30% relief on their taxes. It, things are like that. And so it was more to promote it and not so much into a cake festivity. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So have you got anybody that um, over the years that has influenced you? You know, is there, is there anybody in, in particular? Because I feel like you've done everything pretty much by your, it feels like you've done everything by yourself. You're motivated. You've you've got you know. You sounds like you had a fantastic childhood, and it's giving you this this independence, maybe. Um, but do you? Is there anybody in particular that has influenced you um, within your career? And you just thought, yeah, if, you know, it could be a positive, or it could actually be a negative, because that happens as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, Joseph uh, Gonzalez. Uh, he was one of my main mentors to begin with, who actually helped how to to discover what I what I wanted to do. So that gave me the 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 confidence to 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 move forward, uh, and then the support thereafter. Um, then when I moved to the payroll organization, the the PO company. They, I met uh, Susan Fernandez, uh, and I remember when she arrived, I was already working at this organization, and she arrives, and she was 
so good at what she was doing payroll wise incredible knowledge background and also very strong personality which i really liked and she basically came over and then she cleaned the floor and said this is the people that should stay with us and should be always uh, promoted to do better and uh with that uh, it gave me an amazing um uh, even more confidence as to what I could do and what I would like to do and aim for goals that, you know, you will be able to achieve. And um, unfortunately, she passed away uh, two years ago, but uh, we became really good friends throughout that. We, we through even working, we said like, okay, Friday we take off, we're going to Mexico. And we're like, oh my gosh, like, okay, let's go Sounds to like Mexico. Sounds like my kind of boss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and mine. <laughs> yeah, so, and uh, so in those kind of things, so you have your, uh, obviously your uh, professional experience, but also the interaction of that uh, personal level. It was, yeah. um, it, it was so good to, to learn that from, from her. And, and this is something that I try to do also with the people I, I interact with and the people that I work with uh, to ensure that it's also always a personal level and also um, the interaction of the professional side of things can also add up to, to be successful. Um, yeah, so then in the, probably the, 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 the person who's giving me more confidence as well as to what I've been doing and maybe a little bit of direction as well, it's been uh, my partner, uh, Falk. Um, and that is because he works in, um, in marketing, PR in marketing. So he's been helping me a lot into also create kind of like my own branding. Uh, yeah by directing me into this is the new trend in payroll if you see something right or uh helping me how to tweet because it's so difficult to do <laughs> to me uh, and or um i don't know have those conversations with uh with uh, different people and being able to also i was so afraid to talk uh in public always and he is the one who helped me out to actually push me to actually be able to to do it and accept Fantastic. and accept the gigs yeah. exactly yeah so um yeah so this probably are the 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 people that are there are a whole list of people as well that you know help me out throughout my career and my personal life as well so yeah you're very uh, curious so you seem to me like the way you you know the way you you're reading all the time and you're looking and you're, did that come from, was that kind of instilled in you from your childhood or is it something you've always had? Cause that's a really, so we talk about in the company, we talk mm -hmm. about resilience and curiosity as being incredibly important for COVID to get through. Yeah. Um, but you seem really curious. That's, is that something that's just part of you or developed or what? I think that uh, developed <laughs> into, I, I, it, when I was a child, I was very shy okay. and I was afraid. Hard to believe, of, but okay. <laughs> and I was afraid of everything. I mean, mm. yes. And, uh, and my mom was very, uh, very supportive of anything. So she was also very protective. So maybe that's why. <laughs> and I blame my mom. <laughs> of course, everybody but, does, don't worry. <laughs> but... But she, she was the one, my dad was very quiet and so forth, but my mom was the one who loves going dancing and, and meeting people and very social and, 
And so I guess I learned all that from, from her. I love dancing as well. So, um, and uh, so I think that I, that developed later on in time. So then when I started seeing, I think when I started giving more confidence as to what I could do and um, then I started becoming more open about different things, more curious, as you mentioned, about anything that, that was going on around. So, yeah. Great. Can I just say that um, Ricardo and I were at an event and he's very polite. So afterwards we saw a video of the event. So Ricardo is a good dancer and I'm not a good dancer. So <laughs> I, I managed to spot me and Ricardo at this event in the video and um, we were, everyone was jumping up, you know, like you're jumping up and I was yeah. the only one that wasn't in time. So basically I could <laughs> myself because everyone jumped up at the right time and I was... He's very polite. He's very polite. Oh, that was that was fun. Yes, I remember now. It was it was, it was in Vienna. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, we miss miss all that traveling. I just can't. I can't wait to to start traveling anyway. Oh, me too. I miss Italy, Spain. Uh, what are you looking forward to most, Ricardo? Once this is over, um, and we're all inoculated vaccinated um like if you were to think about this time next year if you could do anything what is the thing you're looking forward to most after lockdown well i want to go uh i want to go back to i haven't been to guatemala in i don't even know how many years uh i do want to go back there and and just go as a tourist um mm. I, to, uh, my brothers and one sister still live there so uh in and it's, it is something that, um, yeah, I want to reconnect with them because we do chat over, over WhatsApp and Messenger, Facebook and all that stuff. But it, it, I want to reconnect on a, at a personal level, which it has been in, in years. So, and the plan was to do that last year. And then COVID came, so we had to, we had to change plans. Um, my mom is in LA at the moment. She's between Guatemala and LA. So uh, I, um, in my whole family, actually, from my mother's side, they all live in Los Angeles. So I can, I, I miss going there as well. Um, but one of the things that I really want to do is meet up with friends. Uh, I, want, I wanted to celebrate a birthday this year, specifically. I wanted to celebrate my birthday in Greece and have a lot of people come over. Uh, that's not going to happen. So uh, I'm going to pause my birthday this year and it's going to be yeah. definitely next year. So next that's year. what I'm looking exactly. forward to. And it's, gonna, it's still in Greece because I love Greece. Uh, but also I do want to go to Spain and I want to go to Italy. And as I mentioned, Sweden as well, because I have some friends there. And uh, everything, the food, the culture, uh, everything. I, I just miss that. So yeah. India. I love India. So yeah. No, we, we I go to Sweden two or three times a year and it's amazing how you miss that. You miss just, you know, just the different food and getting on the plane and everything else, isn't it really? But we'll, hopefully we'll get there soon, fingers we will, crossed. And we will, we will, yeah. We just need to be patient and we'll, we will be there. Can I ask you what you're binge watching at the moment? We're asking everybody this question <laughs> on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever. Yes, I've seen so many things, uh, and uh, my problem is I, I watch it and then I forget the name of the actual show. <laughs> but when people are asking That's me okay. for recommendations, I have to go into Netflix itself, which I'm going to do very quick. And 
I can tell you exactly what I watch because I think it is everyone is into Netflix or or Prime or whichever, yeah. and everyone is recommending something, right? Mm. Um, I like uh, thrillers, okay. and there is one, and I've been watching a lot a lot of shows in Spanish because I want to practice, continue practicing my. Very Spanish. good. Because I was talking to my mother and I couldn't say anything. I had to do it in Spanglish. <laughs> <laughs> and also I, uh, my team in, in LATAM as well, I've been talking to them very often, like, I don't know, every day throughout the week for the past four weeks. And there are a lot of words that I can't remember. So I have to be like listening to it often and often and often. And sometimes I say a word and they start laughing. And they go like, no, that's the English version with Spanish finish to it. No, that's <laughs> how you say it. Um, but, oh, one I liked just recently, it was uh, Bridget, Bridget. Oh, yeah, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. <laughs> we yeah. all liked Bridgerton. Yeah. 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 I did that. I did that this past weekend, uh, Sunday. <laughs> Bridgerton's <all>. great. <laughs> it's really good. We, we were just saying that we, we asked somebody, else on our, our previous pod, uh, podcast and he's like no no my wife watched it and we're like yeah really <laughs> 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 but um my, sp- my spanish friend she keeps texting me the, the ones to watch and there was toy boy and stuff like that and it's they're like the, it's it's the worst it is literally the worst thing you watch on netflix but that's in spanish and oh, uh, right. yes. toy boy. Okay. Yes. it's quite yeah. racy as well so you that, that's another interesting <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's saw- a lot of racy things I think on Netflix. There is. There, I just know. think people are so bored; they just decided <laughs> to make a lot of racy things. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Ricardo. We've had such a fantastic hour talking to you. Found out so much more because I've known you for many years and found out so much more about you. So, um, really, really enjoyable. And um, thanks, Tara. Thanks, Emilian Ricardo. It was great to meet you and get to know you. And thanks for being part of the podcast. Likewise, and thank you for having me on this podcast and if anybody wants to get in touch with you um is it okay if they reach out to you on linkedin absolutely anytime the humans of payroll podcast is recorded in partnership with amidis amidis is the leader in consolidated global payroll solutions processing payroll in over 150 countries The Amidis platform provides a unified view of global payroll operations, real-time data analytics, and advanced reporting capability while ensuring legislative compliance and data security. Amidis' deep integration capabilities with HCM and finance providers dramatically simplifies multi-country payroll obligations.